0: Hold on to your butts. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Reviewed Movie Podcast. I am Ivan Kander and joined by uh, Mike Morandi and Dave Klan. Say hello, gentlemen.
1: Hello, hello gentlemen. gentlemen.
0: And this is the podcast where we take a look at classic or old, mo- old movies and discuss them in a modern cinematic context. You can find us on the web at ReviewedPodcast.com or um, on Facebook at slash ReviewedPodcast. And I have an email address now, guys. Ooh, it is hey. contact at ReviewedPodcast.com. So if you have I I don't mo-
1: like that. We should probably. We should probably t- talk about it before you make it.
0: No, I'm just jumped right in. There. I think
1: contact is fine.
0: <laughs> contact at reviewedpodcast. dot com. So if you have uh, a movie that we want to, or you want us to talk about, uh, be sure to send it our way, and we will consider discussing it. Uh, or and don't send it, stuff to us if you dislike the show, because I just can't take the kind of pain that it's going to take to read that so keep uh, that you can to send it
1: you can send it I'll read it
0: <laughs> um, and today's episode uh, the classic movie we are going to discuss is uh, the fugitive a 1993 thriller starring Harrison Ford directed by Andrew Davies and I greatest? Davis 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 um who uh is known for a few films but not many and uh this is a movie that i kind of wanted to talk about because it's like this really amazing or at least i think so i have a big affinity for this movie um i've watched it all throughout my childhood and i would consider it one of my favorite thrillers of all time mike of course has not seen the movie or hadn't seen the movie prior to this surprisingly
2: funny i never know if you had seen the movie or not until the
0: Um, so and Dave, you had familiarity with it, right? Yes, a lot of course. Of course, of course. So he was in it. I think. I basically I wanted, <laughs> I'm Harrison
2: Ford guys and
0: because I nice. have such an affinity for this movie. I really wanted to see if someone coming in cold like Mike would share that affinity. Now that well, now that the movie's you know how old is this movie now? Almost 21 twenty years. years. Twenty one years old, which is Oof, insane God. to me because it. Feels like a, you know, it doesn't feel that old to me. But We're anyway. taking this
2: movie out for drinks, let say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's finally of age. Um, so, yeah. Uh, why don't we go round robin? Uh, just kind of starting out talking about our initial thoughts in re-watching this and, in Mike's case, watching it for the first time. So- I need to
2: interrupt for a second. What is round
1: robin? each person goes in turn oh, okay Before um, oh, that was oh, 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 before, I, before, I want to apologize to the audience for that one before
0: <laughs> I do this I do want to um, what's it called um, I should be remiss if I didn't explain the plot of the movie so let me do that yes real quick do later. it All right. mm, try the, F- <laughs> the Fugitive is a 1993 American thriller film based on the 1960s television show which I'm unfamiliar with um, basically it's about a man who's wrongfully accused of killing uh, his wife and he ends up spending the movie on the run from uh, a US marshal uh, played by Tommy Lee Jones and uh, he's in search for the one-armed man who did kill his wife. Right. So that's the basic uh, premise. It's essentially one long chase movie, if you think about it. Uh, yeah. but, uh,
2: Even if my, you don't think about it, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of Harrison Ford running on a poster.
0: <laughs> I'm actually looking at the poster now. He is, in fact, running on the poster. Um, so, Mike, what are your thoughts after watching The Fugitive for the first time? Loved it. Loved wow. it. I have
1: not have not seen it. My my only my fleeting familiarity with this movie is at some point on TV I saw the scene where he's running through the uh, sewers and he jumps off the dam and that's a this,
0: very famous yes yeah, yeah. classic yeah. scene I
1: would say um, that's the only scene I've seen of it. So um, uh, but I was I, I liked it. I really really liked it a lot. I think there was really great characterization. I feel like every character in the movie felt very very real to me. I didn't feel like any of them were stereotypes necessarily. I don't think. Um, Maybe a little bit, but for the most part. And I, what I liked most about it was it wasn't like you had these two cardboard cutouts of protagonist-antagonist. I felt like you had two very real characters. You had Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Harrison Ford playing the Marshal and Dr. Kimball. What's the, what's Marshall's name? Sam Gerard. Sam, Sam Gerard, yeah. Sam Gerard yeah. thank you, yeah. Um, oh, they were both very well-developed and both very likable, which is what I liked about its It wasn't you had a hero-villain. You had two heroes, each trying to do their their duty their their job right but you didn't really like i was kind of rooting for both of them and i'm kind of hoping like i hope at some point they come to like some kind of an agreement or they, they figure out the plot the the uh the mystery together or something like that i thought mm-hmm. it was just great it was so much fun watching both of them in their element um and they never do uh, get together really until the end well at the end right but i mean you, you do kind of get that uh, that that cathartic moment in the cab on the way right, out the please right. car on the way out yeah. um and uh, I, I I like that because I feel like nowadays you don't I, things are much simpler. I think you don't have as much nuance in the characters. I feel like all the characters are just much more like tropes, or it's just like he's the he's the cool badass antihero, and this mm-hmm. guy's like the jerk, law-abiding guy that just wants his his vengeance, and that's mm-hmm. it, you know. I feel like they did a good job with that. Um, and overall, I just like the plot. I thought there was a lot of an really interesting, like a one-armed man who kill his wife. Like, it's a really unique thing. I just, like, a lot of stuff like that. Let me we... just say
2: this is the worst pharmaceutical company ever if they're hiring a one-armed man to, to be their top security
1: guy. I mean, come on. I, I, come on. I, 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 who is this guy who gets his butt kicked by a one-armed guy? Like, come on. And
0: uh, hiring not only to run their security but also kill the guy that they're trying to trying to knock yeah, who, off. Who, who is who yeah. on a one-armed guy to kill the <laughs>
1: doctor? Like, I don't understand. Um. Yeah, so overall, I thought it was, I, I really, uh, I liked it. I thought the plot was fun. I think it was just that the pacing was great, acting on, on all fronts. I think even the minor characters were well-developed. And mm-hmm. um, and a lot of familiar faces. in uh, Jane Lynch is, like, 15 years old in this movie. <laughs> um, um,
0: curiously, Julianne Moore gets, like, fourth billing and she has one scene. Yeah, yeah. She,
1: she's in it,
2: yep. Um, well, she must have just been on the cusp of stardom at that point, yeah. I'm guessing.
0: But she looks... Really young as well. Yep. I think this is the, basically the um, the trope of this podcast when we see older movies. Like they all look so they young. Look so <laughs> young. Yeah. 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 And
1: in fact, for those of, of uh, people who are listening, who are Lost fans, there were two people. Uh, Rose, if you've seen, you guys watch Lost at all? Or yeah. Oh, she
0: plays Pool, the detective cool, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the other guy oh. with the
1: mustache was actually Doctor Arts who gets blown up with dynamite. Wait. I don't what? know if you caught that. Wait, wait, wait. No, Which no. one with the mustache? He's one of uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Guys, oh, the, the, the heavier mustache. set guy. No, he's not even the heavy set. He's got the, like the slick back hair, close uh, oh, cropped, and the yeah, mustache. That's yeah. Dr. Aris, who oh. gets blown up and huh. lost. So,
0: not huh? the guy with the ponytail. No, no, no
1: spoilers no. for Lost. Right, guys. If you watch Lost, <laughs> he gets blown up. <laughs> so, <sorry to laughs> with
2: one of the main characters, I guess I don't remember. <laughs>
0: 2008 it. called and it's pissed. It's so angry.
2: So,
1: uh, yeah, that's it. I can pass it along to Dave now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh,
2: no, I'm very familiar with this movie. I mean, I, I, uh, uh, it's this was this movie came out when I was I was just kind of becoming a huge film fanatic. Uh, i trying to think what other movies came out around this time that we discussed that might have... Jurassic Park? Maybe, yeah, maybe Jurassic. But we haven't talked about Jurassic Park. Um, but but, we uh, haven't.
1: <laughs> Shut down.
2: <laughs> no, 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 well, I mean, yeah. Anyway, so yes, you're right. It was Jurassic Park. It was The Fugitive. The year before was like Terminator 2. So there was a lot of really good blockbuster movies coming out around this time. And Harrison Ford was... I would say, probably still in his prime at that point. It's interesting, this is the second Harrison Ford movie. We're coming full circle back to Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our second Harrison Ford movie. And this is a movie that, you know, uh, I think, you know, I probably wouldn't have been interested had it not been a Harrison Ford movie, honestly. I mean, even though it was based on a series, that I didn't grow up on the series. But, uh, I, but I was re- reading movie reviews heavily at that time, so it was a... Really well received movie. It got four stars from a lot of critics. It was nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And oh, really? It was nominated it was nom- for Best Picture. Nominated yes. for a ton of awards. Yes, it was one of the few for- action thriller mainstream blockbuster movies. Yeah, to be nominated that's just for curious
0: because this is not the kind of movie that Oscar nominates for Best Picture, right? You know? yeah.
2: And this is at the time it was so well received that it won that, for Best Supporting Actor for Tom yes, Jones. Yes, one, and that's a debate you could have because uh, Ray-, Ray Fiennes played um, Amon. Uh, go, guy, I can never remember how to pronounce his name Goethe go, 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 It's a G O E T E H T H E. I It's thought he played Goebbels in the Not movie Not Goebbels, no, it was another less was he, famous guy You
0: mean the guy who stands and shoots Jews from the top of his balcony? Uh, yes, yeah. it's, an ama- <laughs> it's an
2: amazing performance And so is Tommy Lee Jones, he's amazing in this movie And the bottom line is, yeah, I think this movie uh, For me, it, it holds up, I was very familiar I watched a lot on VHS, it was one of those movies That I wore out a lot And I wasn't the same age as you, obviously, Ivan, but Um, you know, I I was in high school and early college and it just was one of those movies you could pop in at any time and like, I could watch like 10 minutes of this and it's like, you know, whatever it's, Mm -hmm. it's great. So, um, I think there are a lot of, I haven't seen it in a long time and it's one of those movies that maybe one of the first movies on our list where, um, or I really like it and I remember liking it a lot and everyone I know likes this movie, but I haven't talked about it much, uh. Since you know, I don't know, fifteen years. I mean, it's.
1: I feel like maybe it's not always looked at as like a deep artwork. You no, know, it's no, an it's definitely. Movie, but I feel like not, it really, it's a, but
2: it's a very solid yeah. action movie. Uh, it's you know, it, it, it's it's good in its details, and the the, the acting is good. Uh, the direction is solid. Um, and, you know, there are some th- things that may it, make it feel dated, but I don't think there's anything in the way that, say, Jurassic Park with the hacking scene makes it feel dated. It's just <laughs> some of the music cues feel dated, some of the clothes
1: feel dated, some of the... Um... I, will say, I will say for an action movie, I feel like it's a lot more emotional than a lot of action movies nowadays, but right. there's a lot more depth to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. and... Um,
1: and, and Ivan.
0: Well, I, I mean, I like The Fugitive a lot. <laughs> I said that coming into the show, but that's no surprise. But the one thing about revisiting it, it's been a few years since I last saw it. The, the thing about this movie that... I enjoyed so much is that I would argue that... I mean, I'm fascinated by good screenplays. I think this is an amazing screenplay screenplay structurally. Like, the way everything comes together, the way they develop all the characters, it feels so... Like... It feels so tight and compact, and it feels like it gets so much done in its two-hour time span. Yeah. And yeah. Um, think about this movie. Um, like, when I was watching it, the major action sequence is very famous when he's trying to get out of the bus in time mm-hmm. for the train. Mm-hmm. It happens in, like, the first five minutes of the movie. And for some yeah. reason, yeah. my first 10... For some reason, I'm like, oh, that, ha- that takes a half hour to get right. to. No, you're there immediately. Right. Like, yeah. the yeah. movie... Really, and then, if, and then subsequently each action sequence that follows is different, um, and add something yeah. new to the table and yeah. they come like every 15 minutes so you know you've got the amazing sequence at the train and then you've got the sequence where he steals the ambulance on the dam and that's mm-hmm. a very famous sequence right
2: they get all the big stuff out of the way in the first 30 minutes it's, it feels like and then, yeah. and then
0: but then even like the other subsequent chase sequences like when he's uh, in the uh, he's going to visit the the prisoner in the uh, the jail and mm-hmm. then Tommy Lee Jones finds him and he escapes by going to um, it's Clive somebody right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, he goes, and he escapes by getting into the St. Patrick's Day parade yeah, that's a really like, good scene it's just like they're all like different takes on almost getting your man and Mm -hmm. and it's also fascinating because this movie has two protagonists Tommy Mm -hmm. Lee Jones isn't the antagonist and Harrison Ford isn't the antagonist so it's two protagonists who want different things throughout the course of the movie so you kind of are rooting for both of them because Tommy Lee Jones is a good guy and you kind of want to see him get his mark but you know that Harrison Ford is innocent, so mm-hmm. you yeah. want to see him get away, and then the overall antagonist isn't revealed until the last fifteen minutes
2: of the movie. So, yeah. well, let's say what you're what you're rooting for is for Tommy Lee Jones to uh, to, to know to know out, the truth, right? right. You're not yeah. rooting for him to just catch Harrison Ford and shoot him through the glass or whatever, right? Yeah. But, but, but what's
1: good about this? I like the fact that the scene in the tunnel where he says like I didn't kill my wife." I think it would have been really easy to say like Oh, really, you didn't?" Huh. But I like yeah. the fact that, like No, he doesn't. Of course, he's going right. to say he didn't kill. his yeah, wife know, he says, I, "I don't care. I don't, don't, don't care." That's, care. That's yeah, it's a
2: great. I'm pretty sure that's an improv improvised line, right? Oh, is it really? I I I'm pretty sure I and he probably I'm, I'm assuming that uh that I don't know. I, I I thought I remember reading it's that a bold statement, Dave. <laughs> hey, <are> we <laughs> it, it, Going on it, record to say it. Did it feels it? like the kind of it, it feels like a spontaneous decision to me. If I could there's wrong, anyone I would trust
0: script. with making a statement about movies, it would be you. Because <laughs> yes, You know so but, much about them. But
2: at the same time, I'm going to look this up. And I'm going to rip you apart next week. <laughs> I don't care. I don't and then I, I, like, it was nice how they tied that that line into the uh, scene at the end. Too. Yes, exactly. He says I yeah. thought you didn't care, and then he says don't tell anyone. Don't tell right. anyone. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a really solid like. Good buddy, buddy. uh, I'm trying to think of the right words. Not buddy cop, not buddy (laughs) cop. Not buddy cop. I mean, it's difficult to end a movie. I think well. It's like sometimes the ending can just kind of like. "Eh, eh," And I
1: I like how there's there's an instant respect for both. They each have a respect for the other. Even something something subtle in the very end of the movie when they put the I guess it's the one arm guy in the car. He like slams his head into the side of the car. Mm -hmm. Like don't hit your head or whatever. When they put Harrison Ford in the car, he says, "Why?" He puts his hand in front of his head. Uh, okay, I forget which cop it is. puts his hand on his head and like, "Hey, watch your head!" And like, mm-hmm. kind of like, gets him in the car. Right. It's a very, very subtle thing, but something like that is just kind of like it right. speaks volumes of the fact that like they realize, "Oh, we screwed up." All right. right.
0: Um, I'm just trying to think. Just sticking on this dual protagonist, protagonists um, idea. Is there any movie you can think of that has hmm. two dual protagonists like this? Because I feel like it's very unique that way. I mean, yeah. I was watching I, I, it. I, I was trying to rack my brain. Is there, is there a movie where? Both of the main characters, usually reserved for a bad guy, good guy, are essentially the good guy. That's yeah, something
2: be. I probably should have written down. Yeah, <laughs> that's just I'm, I'm positive that I've seen plenty of movies like that, but, I but can't it's not think common. It's
1: really. I, I the I only feel... thing, I,
0: the only thing I could think of was um, recently the movie uh, 310 to Yuma, the remake, where at the end Ooh. Russell Crowe's character gets on the same side as. Um, uh, uh, Christian Bale's characters. so they're kind yeah. of like they're both bad guy, good guy, but they're working but, together. Right. Then, no,
2: I mean I, I that, think it's that, different, I, though I never I bought that. Uh, I like that movie, but I didn't buy that that uh, then ending personally. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I liked it.
2: I no, liked I like it, I liked but, the movie too, but I didn't. I just didn't buy. Well, anyways, that's a completely different movie. though. Uh, maybe another Russell Crowe movie, American Gangster, possibly. I mean, that's. Uh, a little bit of a chase movie. I don't know if you remember that one, the Ridley Scott movie with uh, Denzel, Denzel? Washi- Denzel I don't think Washington. I've ever seen that movie actually. Um, yeah, but there are plenty. I think there are plenty of movies out there where it's uh, you know the the antagonist isn't necessarily a bad guy, right? He's he's just, uh, he's doing his job, right? And that's what Tommy Lee Jones is. He's a well, quintessential doing-his-job guy. Well, I and, think there's plenty and, of
0: movies where you like the guy, even though he's doing bad things, but Harrison Ford is, in fact, innocent in this movie. He's yeah. a likable character that's wrongfully accused, so it's very right. interesting. And they set that up very early. Like, there's no mm-hmm. question that he's wrongfully accused from the first frame of the right. movie. I that's, mean...
1: That's why it works, I think.
0: They, they show the fact that there was another killer in the uh, in the space. Right. Flashback.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, they don't, they don't
2: and I think that, that works. and they don't cheat it by like by saying you're not seeing something, right? That, right. That's what I like. about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no. The only reveal or the mystery is who actually set him up and who actually is this guy. Right. Now, Mike, watching this movie for the first time, was the mystery actually compelling for you or no?
1: Yes, and I. I Were you actually, surprised when I it was thought, revealed
0: who it was that
1: said hello? Well, up? they didn't really I mean, tell
2: who that character. Was. They they just kind of like you met him for the first time and then you knew he was the bat. Like no, you know, but, no, 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 no. But he's Nichols. not the he's not
0: the big bat. Oh,
2: I see what you mean. Nichols okay. is yeah. the yeah. big and bat. The, and right. then like I it, played by what's his name, Jerome Crabbe, Crabbe, crabbe? Guy, crabbe. guy with a
0: weird accent. Yes,
1: Jerome Crabbe.
2: Yeah. Richard this I, I just remember it from when I was when I was a kid. How smart is Richard? Smart, I smarter than you. Yes, he does. He does this tisking thing. It's like.
0: Yes, he does. uh, He's holding his glasses. It's very distinctive. It's a very distinctive tick. Does he do that in other movies? I don't know. It's amazing. I love when he does that.
1: Speaking of ticks, we got a whole ton of Harrison Ford's pointing in this movie. Like, I didn't... you find that man in the whole pointing. Oh,
2: okay. So let's just pause for a second and talk about that scene. For me, I think that's why this movie... uh, That's why his character is someone that you cared about. Because that scene is so good. That that, that, that interrogation scene... No, you're talking
0: about early in the movie he's being interrogated by the Chicago police
2: force about the death of his wife. Right, and those two guys are, uh, are... Character actors that I've seen in other play other Chicago cops before. At least, at least <laughs> they the, can. Really actually, they
1: are actually Chicago. That's cops all they're allowed to play. Well,
2: one of that one of those guys is in the Dark Knight. Uh, oh, is uh, he really you know what I mean, like the, the, with the with the, the white hair. Oh, like, yeah, he
1: looks familiar to me. And
2: I'm like, where have I seen? And this that's guy? obviously a Chicago. Yeah. The Dark Knight's obviously supposed to be Chicago. It's and, um, a very
0: typecasty, role so, for So,
2: and then the other guy who plays who has the really thick like glasses, bearish, you know, <laughs> kind yeah. of guy. He's, like, He's
0: got the a big mustache. Yes,
2: And but the way Harrison Ford plays that scene, it's like it's. it it really reminded me of how good an actor I I guess he still is is a good actor but he was really a strong actor in the right role and and that he's scene good. in particular, I where it's he's when he's,
0: Harrison Ford was responsible for carrying a movie and could success could successfully do so, he hasn't right, done yeah. that in years. Right. And that could be the fact that he's gotten older or whatever. But right. this is when but he but was I a mean, star. But, but know, know, it wasn't was just physical
2: like, presence though. It's like he's able to actually convey like really strong, like just the look on his face where he's he, he you just
1: believe everything he's saying. I mean, yeah, it, and he and he's still killing it. Like what was the movie he did recently? Uh, Ender's Game. Everyone like reviews. Everyone's like Harrison Ford. I never killed s- it. I never no, saw it. He was oh. he was fine. I thought he was okay for me. Critically, he's not a he bad actor, well received, no. He doesn't like become a bad actor or anything. No, he just,
2: but there, there was a just point, got old. That's all. There was a point from like Sorry, Star Wars through like the middle mid nineties where he was just you know one of the top stars in the world, and he yeah. you know he's played so many iconic characters. I wouldn't say this was an iconic character, but <laughs> but he was yeah. uh, great, and I thought he was great in the movie, and, and so was Tommy Lee Jones. I think that's what really. Makes yeah. this movie hold up.
0: Yeah, it's a very emotional scene because they're yeah. accusing him of doing something unthinkable. And you can see him
1: he, coming to the realization of like he's going through this agony and on top of it, like, are you, are you telling me that you think I killed my wife? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that scene. was
0: pretty excellent.
1: Um, anyway, so we I, I got off track a little bit. Um, as far as like seeing the villain, I, when this movie... Dave, sorry, what the
2: having,
1: hell was a, that? Dave, having I, a hot did, chocolate. Do you have something to say? <laughs> <I'm having laughs>
2: a hot chocolate, and I just sipped a little too hard. I <laughs> put this down. Dave just <laughs> kissed his hot chocolate. <laughs> it was, it was a, I did not kiss the hot chocolate. I'll just I put that on the podcast. Right so, now.
0: Uh, Dave, you done so, making out with the hot chocolate? I, I am. Can I'm I continue? We,
1: okay. Anyway, um, I went to the movie. I kind of knew the, the basic idea, the basic plot. That he was, you know, you had to figure out who the killer was. And I, I'm so used to movies nowadays where it's like. The killer is one of the characters in the movie, and you have to figure out who it was. So I was like, ah, uh, I don't like. It's never. That's never how it is in real. life. I, I feel like I kind of wanted just some random guy, and he just have to figure out who it is find mm-hmm. the guy, and that's it. And I liked the fact that that's how it proceeded for most of the movie. And at the very end, it was just like, oh, and the guy that you didn't thought was his friend was actually the guy. I wasn't a huge fan. I thought that was a little, maybe a little contrived, but mm-hmm. um, I liked the fact that that the one armed guy was just some dude that he had to find, and he mm-hmm. found the guy and. Wasn't anybody we knew? I think yeah. that that's that's again that's unique too because normally it would be. Somebody that you know from the movie somewhere, mm-hmm. and they did that a little bit with some of the Joe Pantaliano. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> who, by the way, is great? Yeah, he's yeah. great. Uh, well, he's, he's uh, uh, Matrix. Was it Mouse? Yeah, he's uh, in, he's the, in the, the Matrix. Cipher. Cipher. Cipher, yeah. Cipher. That's who it is. He, he's
0: been in a bunch of movies. He has a great Memento. role in the movie Congo. That's a terrible movie, but he's great in it. He oh, okay. plays Eddie Ventro in Congo. Okay. I'm, anyway. I'm just
2: gonna stick. I'm gonna one one uh, Joey Pants plug right here for Midnight Run. Have you seen Midnight Run? No. That's no. a movie we need to put on this list for Reeve. That's for, an for old
0: action movie right that's,
2: that's an old action movie it's De Niro and, and Charles I've oh, never seen that movie oh my god
1: uh. I see put that your, down put that down I see your Joey Pants plug and I will raise you, you potentially will, Memento he was in he was yes, the bad guy also and, great in Memento yes well <clears throat> spoiler no yeah, one heard I don't that. want to say whether he was the bad
2: guy or not Yeah, he, he, he's he actually was, ambiguous he, was, he had shades movie. of
1: grey I would say and, yeah like but he's all, That's you know. which is another good one
2: maybe for right. review but he's definitely a good remember. guy in The Fugitive and, uh, his and his hair is also a good guy in the
1: his hair is a very good guy
2: because I'm pretty sure the first movie I remember seeing him in was Risky Business with Tom Cruise and he he was definitely losing his hair back then so and that was like Wait, what is he playing? Three? is he the pimp in Risky Business he's the Bus- pimp in Risky okay. Business yeah. that's so. another good
0: one we should add to this right. I love Risky Business yeah it. um, yeah it's it's an interesting film because I don't know I mean what do you guys think about if this movie were to come out tomorrow, does this movie succeed at the box office?
2: Well, yes, but it's I not going to so. look the same, though. It's, it's going to it, feel very different. It comes di- out as is.
0: It comes out as mm. is, except the cars are modern and the clothes are
2: modern. It's not I starring Harrison yes. Ford. It's starring someone else. I'm not sure who, but it's, it, those two, these it's two, two actors. It's
0: a very complicated
1: question. There's a lot of variables we need to iron okay. out before so you can...
0: In my hypothetical universe, Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford are the same age as <laughs> they are. Quick
1: question. <laughs> does Tommy Lee Jones still have the unibrow or not?
0: Uh, yes, yes
1: then it's going to fail it's going to tank it's going to tank there's no okay well
2: we definitely talked about Tommy Lee Jones we talked a little bit of Harrison Ford i mean he's the one who won the oscar right i mean it's yeah. uh,
0: and it, he's great because he has all the best one liners in the movie right, does, and you could yeah. and i think his his performance stands out to viewers just because he has the best jokes in the entire mm-hmm. movie
2: <laughs> and i don't think it's just that though i think i think that uh his character is i think just overall well written and they and, and the, it pauses for a lot of nice details too like the um there's that scene where they they get to the train wreck and everything. He's got everything in motion, and then it's just like a close-up of Tommy Lee Jones. He's just kind of looking off in the distance, thinking, and then he says, "Newman, what are you doing? <laughs> what
1: are you doing? I think me of a donut like, or a cup of coffee or something." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. I love the line where he comes by. The guy comes by with a leg iron. He's like, you know, it's always curious we find leg irons without any legs in them. <laughs> right. Like he just gets <laughs> he, so he, he might have gotten out. He might have <laughs> gotten, gotten, gotten out. Okay. And he wasn't. He. I
2: mean, Tommy Lee Jones was relatively well known at the point, but this is the movie that kind of made him like a, a star, right? right. I think and so, is, yeah, is, yeah. Oh. and uh, you know he had other good moments like the um, the scene where you you think they're going after uh, Richard Kimble and, and they're they're going after the uh, the other the escaped ball, convict right the other escaped convict and uh, oh yeah that was and, great. you know and, and he ends up shooting shooting the uh, convict while he's holding this other cop Newman hostage actually and mm-hmm. then afterwards he walks up to Newman and, he, and he's very up, Newman's very upset and he whispers in his ear he's like I don't bargain did <laughs> you hear that you know. it's... <laughs> Very, you know, it could be, that character could be played in so many different ways, but Tommy Lee Jones finds a lot of interesting angles. And then
1: the, he puts his coat around his shoulders, too. So he's kind yeah, of he's a badass, very caring, he's also right. like, hey, look, I know it's tough. But, right. you know, I, I, he's, I think he's a very multifaceted character. And in fact, I think there's a scene, I think the scene where they're talking about, they're listening to the phone call when he's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually, he comes in the room saying, I'm never wrong, and then he kind of screws something up, I think, mm-hmm. right? And he, yeah. Which you would never see. Again, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I feel like most movies now have him as, like, he'd be the perfect cop he would not have, make any mistakes which, right. which he is for the most part but mm-hmm.
0: i think that this movie most movies are class or a lot of movies are classified as procedurals but this movie mm-hmm. is in fact when you actually get to see the police Doing the things they need to do to track mm. Kimball. Like they actually mm. have to listen to that, mm. you know, yeah. recording over yeah. and over again. And
2: they have the scene where he like pulls his fingers out like draw out the call, you yeah. know. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. talk longer. And it's
0: like um,
1: cell phones. So, yeah, there's
0: yeah. always that scene in those uh, in 80s and 90s cop movies, there's always a scene where they're trying to track a guy. Track a guy. And
1: it's like, and like we gotta keep, keep him on longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The snapping of the Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. And he's very casual and he's like gesturing madly to people in the room. Yeah.
0: But um I think it's really interesting and the, and all the close calls, like he's um that he you know, he almost gets him at certain points because he's doing police work he's figuring out oh he's starting to look for this one-armed man he's probably going to start interviewing or try to track down the ones that we found so mm -hmm. we're gonna go to the police station to see if he checks out this guy and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so i think that all is really really interesting and they do it in a way that you feel like you're part of the chase and you're part of the investigation Mm -hmm. um does anyone have any logical problems with the movie um like plot holes well, or anything that you think... Yes, I mean... What I think, happened to I think, the
1: janitor? What happened to the janitor whose ID he stole? Jose. Where, Jose <laughs> Cabrera. I don't know what he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's some guy... I, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. The biggest thing that, that... I mean,
2: first of all, this is a movie that... Uh, I'm not a huge plot fan. I'm just going to say it. Like it, yeah, this is a movie I, with I a lot of we plot. can throw that
1: out of a lot of movies. We do not right. need plot.
2: Right. Well, no, no, plot is important. <laughs> okay. But I mean, I I'm just oh, I love a good plot. Well, I, love just, plot. I mean, when, when I'm watching a movie, it's like it, it can have the most complicated and well-written plot in the world, but if the characters don't engage me, it doesn't matter. Okay, so, that's fair. Yeah, so, yeah, I fair see enough, the plot right? as a device to hold up the characters. So. Uh, there's a lot, you know, the, the whole conspiracy thing with the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, it's not – it doesn't feel too dated because pharmaceuticals are, are something that, you know, medicine is something
1: that in goes fact, back it's a actually, long time. it's and actually it goes, more
0: relevant now probably than it was back I mean, in the past. Yeah. That
1: felt, to me, that felt a little cliche. It felt a little, like – Oh, of course, it's a big corporation. That's what every single every behind every crime nowadays in movies. It's a big right. corporation. Right. So that part was a little bit like, eh, but it right. wasn't. It the wasn't corporation enough.
2: killed his wife, right? So that's <laughs> right, kind of what right. it feels like at the end of the movie. But uh, but they do keep it pretty personal, though. I mean, between you know, there's uh, they have this kind of classic Harrison Ford close up at the end where he's like, "Why, Ellen?" You know, yeah. so they they, they they're, they're know. careful that to try. That was
0: amazing, Harrison Ford. You no, know, it's like the
2: light is on his eyes. It's very, really, very. Really, yeah. It's just I, that always has stood out at that, that that one moment. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, i, mean, I you know the fact that it's a giant conspiracy plot. I mean, it's for me that doesn't
0: that didn't really bother I could, me. If, I could take
2: that, it or leave it, especially
0: you know? because it comes in so late in the film that it's really almost. It's not like it's, it's what's driving the entire action of the film. It's not him right. researching a corporation. He doesn't make the connection until the end of the movie anyway. Right, right. Um, I mean, I was trying to watch it. I was actually trying to watch this movie for flaws because I know I like it so much. Yeah, I wanted to hear if and, you saw it it. And, caught and a... I mean, it's. I didn't find many. I mean, everything I would say would be really nitpicking. I would actually put this movie at like top ten movies of, for me of all time. I really enjoy this film. Really but um, I think the one thing is... How does he have money to survive and rent the apartment and buy all the things? Where did that
2: cash That's come from? True. Well, his job as a janitor, I think. But he didn't... You no,
0: know, he like, wasn't... He's not, he's not working. It's mm-hmm. not like he's getting a paycheck for doing that. He just got a fake ID so he could go into the hospital.
2: Somehow he's getting money. I don't know how.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> the, because the
0: only way he could get money is when he stops nickels in the parking lot. And, and he gets said, like, like
1: a $5, money. but he gets but the cash. Guy, He gets him yeah. like
0: 50 bucks. Right. So it's not like he would... He had to have enough money to buy food, rent that apartment, buy all the little tools and stuff he needed to pretend to be... A well,
1: oranges, he needed oranges. He needed to eat those oranges. <laughs> and those are like fifty bucks a pop. How do oh. you get this cash? I don't. know Well,
0: razor blades are like crazy expensive. I don't. Well, so know.
1: That he probably stole from the hospital along with the IV. But like, it's a, it's a very good point. Yeah, the the renting situation. I feel like. I mean, he wasn't there for very long. I'd say probably only a couple of days. So maybe he only needed the first month's rent or like, so <laughs> well, still yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, living in a basement of a drug addict probably isn't going to cost you that much or money drug, anyway. Drugs, R- drugs drug seller. Seller. Right, yeah. right, right, right,
2: right. Well, I mean, I think we we're, we're kind of forgetting a little bit that this was based on a TV show. Right. And that in this TV show, they had, they couldn't just put him on the street. Right. He had a, like yeah. the whole idea was that, okay, he's a fugitive. He's on the run, but he's, he's integrated himself back into society so, so that he can do his, it's like what makes him an appealing character in the show and in the, and in the series, I think is that he continues doing his job. Right it makes he he's a doctor, so he continues like saving people the way. That, so, you know. have you
0: seen the TV show at all?
2: I have not, but I but I'm <laughs> okay. but, but uh, you were alive for it, though, right? I, I might have years ago, but I don't remember it. That, he was in it. Dave was, Dave in, the, was in it. In the <laughs> yeah.
0: So basically, the plot of the show is every episode Gerard almost gets him, and he almost gets away.
2: I'm guessing it's probably something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like there are, there are a lot of shows from. 60s, 70s, and 80s, where it's just like a very episodic. Everything's very mundane, week to week, week yes, right? Yeah, yeah, like Quantum Leap, where he jumps back in time and he saves somebody,
1: and whatever. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So uh, I can't imagine this going on. as, oh my god, a TV series. I'll be. Ex- it's hard enough keeping him just out of reach of the law for two hours or so. I can right. imagine a series has got to be hmm. like. Well, I mean,
2: there are real fugitives in the world. You know that, that there are no- stay, <laughs> There are that stay on the land for a long time. Yeah, I just heard they the just seven. like like live in basements. It's not. I, uh, just, I, I don't no. know if you listen to it. There's another podcast out there called The Moth. Have you heard of it? It's a storytelling mm-hmm. podcast.
0: I don't think we should promote other, other podcasts. I'm sorry. i
2: The, the Moth might i serious about it. I don't know if we should. I what <laughs> is The Moth? The Moth is a storytelling podcast. It's very good. And Is it uh, as good as ours or...? It's, it's, it's been, it's, it's, been, been a it's been around a it long time. It's been around a long time. Much better. Let's so be the, stru- the structure of the moth podcast is that it's like a 10, 12 minute story up on stage, and they just record it. Oh, that and sounds and cool. It's, okay. So it's nice. It's. it's and, it, and I think they're not allowed to write anything down. My point is, is that the last uh, episode, I'm pretty sure, it was the last episode, was about a mother who escaped from prison, and uh, she she fled. Her her family helped her escape, uh, and she ends up starting a life for herself. Gets th- has three kids. Uh, nobody knows that she's an escaped fugitive, and uh, this is a true story. So, you know, it, it goes on for, like, she, they don't catch her for, like, 20-some 20, 20 years, and then she ends up going back to prison. Sort crazy. of crazy. Sort of like a, that show Orange is the New Black. Have you seen uh Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like that show a lot. And, uh, yeah, she doesn't end up getting caught until, like, it's, like, 10 years after the fact or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, yeah, fugitives are real. It could it could make for some compelling television. So drama.
0: the documentary, "The Fugitive," starring Harrison
2: Ford, the, historical the jumping off the dam, jumping off, jumping off. A, okay, that's another that, that was a, one, That's another yeah. minor
0: complaint I have. He right. wouldn't have survived that jump, right? Nope. Of course, but not... whatever. It makes for a fun movie.
1: Right. But someone had to. They threw a guy off there. Someone, yeah, did, right? I know. I mean, <laughs> they, they killed
2: six men. I they, killed, they, they didn't
1: get the shot the first time. It took them six attempts.
2: And going back <laughs> six to my, brave men
1: give their lives. It does to make, make me wonder
2: why exactly they felt like it had to be. Uh, Damn, to jump off! I guess because they, they needed a big stunt, right? They already had. I thought the, the the train crash, which, by the way, took cost one million. To to give, you also have to they
0: give. You cro- They actually
2: crashed, they crashed the train. The train. Right. In mm-hmm. fact, the wreckage, I think, is still there. Right. It does. It, that's what it doesn't look. I mean, that composited shot looks a little bit dated, but I mean, I it thought just, it looked pretty good. But it still yeah. looks pretty good, though. I mean, I, I mean,
0: pretty, I, I think about the tangibility of the effects that I just love. Like yeah. because I mean, you think about now. I mean, I just saw Captain America: The First Avenger in it's theaters, good for you. and thank you. Um, <laughs> but every action sequence is so bombastic. Like every amazing thing that can happen can happen happens, now because of yeah, computers. Right. Things can explode in the biggest Which way. Is uh, I don't people like. can jump as far as possible. Mm-hmm. Things can like but in a movie when they only have resources of nineteen ninety three Hollywood magic, mm-hmm. every scene is constrained by technical requirements. But right. in some way that makes things more interesting. Yeah, and it feels I, I,
2: more real and, exactly. and
0: realistic and
2: well the things that you I, remember aren't necessarily him jumping off the dam, but like there's a lot of really well cut together sequences like the way Tommy Lee Jones opens his jacket and pulls out his gun like a badass yeah. you know or it, it, it's like,
0: moments it, moments like that which mm-hmm. are so small in a movie like Captain America because mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't hold up against the bombast of it all yeah. in this movie a moment like that just is awesome be yeah, it's like yeah. a big moment you mm-hmm. know
2: and and the editing i mean that that sequence with the bus the bus falling down the hill and then the train coming yeah. it's just the, the editing and pacing of that scene is so solid I mean, I, I remember that watching that scene over and over again. I would just rewind. You know, these things called videotapes. You could you could rewind. You know, what, to, what you you would rewind? see the tape go back.
0: I actually used to have a machine that only rewound the videotapes, so oh. I didn't hurt the heads of my VCR.
2: So every uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, Can I so, shake
1: your hand? It's so you just awesome. watched every movie backwards.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so
1: explain so much. <laughs> you know what? forget it you guys are idiots continue <laughs> I was sharing Drugs a moment right word, I was Drugs. sharing a moment of it's
0: my a, path. A, <laughs>
2: I was opening up it's a very that scene is really strong the way it's another one of those scenes that sets up it doesn't go too far with Harrison Ford being like a noble everyman guy it doesn't you know it's like mm. help me with this help me with this man He's just help doing me his with job. this man right you He's, find this man right. and it's good I mean the way it's just you know they cut they do it's very feels very classical like cut to the train they cut to him with his legs sticking out of the window and like, like oh is he going to be able to yeah. pull just
1: yeah. You know, the And you this, got the cop afterwards that is, saying that he dragged the guy out of a train and saved him. Right. And like yeah I just but
2: tried and true methods of just like setting up a scene and
1: paying it off with. but them. like Ivan I, I, it's a really good point because like I think that's what my gripe with a lot of action movies especially at uh, most recent Lord of the Rings movie even does it where it's just like suspense porn where it's like everything has to be this over the top like, everything is too bad at the last second someone catches someone and mm-hmm. after a while like, you don't I'm not invested anymore because I know it's just not real having something much more real and down to earth makes it much more you get emotionally invested because it, it is real it's reality mm-hmm. to a degree
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and um I had a point I wanted to make about this movie. Um, well,
1: we're sounding a little like old
2: fogies when we when we say that like you can't like there's still some a lot of things that work well with with modern methods. I, would I say. totally agree, but yeah. I
0: almost wish that like. I mean, they're never going to do this, but I think that if they made the final action sequences in some of these blockbusters smaller, Mm -hmm. I think it would be more uh, interesting. Or Mm -hmm. no action
1: across the board smaller and more realistic, so it's not such, like, a... Because by the end of the movie, you're just like, all right, well, whatever. He dodged 15,000 bullets in the first scene. What could they possibly do in this last scene? I feel like, across it's just, like, not as because you think of, okay or, you so can't
0: think of a modern example I think does this pretty well a movie like Inception mm-hmm. um, where I think the biggest showpiece in that movie is the uh, anti-gravity fight sequence yeah. Yeah. that sequence is not very long mm-hmm. and it's a couple guys like it's not huge mm-hmm. it's like in a, in a I think in a lesser movie they would have fought in anti-gravity for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. would have been, been flipping f- off walls in crazy ways and done like it, it would have been acrobatics would look
1: cool but aren't really it would, yeah. but it
0: wouldn't have it just wouldn't have been as interesting but you know you get that amazing moment where you can just really take it in and watch it mm-hmm. another you know thing
1: movie, is I really sorry go ahead.
0: I was just going to say another thing is that these action sequences they're not shaky cam you, get, you know exactly the geography of every scene where Harrison Ford is where Tommy Jones yep. is Mm-hmm. And that is just enjoyable as a viewer because you, you. I like knowing what's going on. Yeah, you know. And whenever I'm in an action sequence where I, don't, I see the result of an action, but I don't quite know what incited, the, incited yeah, that yeah, action, yeah, it's yeah, not thrilling not. to me because mm-hmm. I don't know what caused it. But anyway, sorry, go ahead, Mike.
1: Well, no, no, I interrupted you. You don't have to apologize to me. It's all right. Mm-hmm. But a no, looper um, did that in one scene. There's a lot of gripes I have with looper, but uh, one scene I loved is this scene when I think uh, it's it's younger and older version of uh, uh, Just Square Live and Bruce Willis, right? right. Where he... It, that was my favorite movie of that year.
2: I'm just going to say that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I liked <laughs> it. I wish I wanted it to do something it didn't, but whatever. It was good mm-hmm. for what it was. I, I did enjoy it. a lot of good things about it. But one of the thing, my favorite scenes in that movie is when he comes back into the past and it's him, and he turns around, throws a brick in the guy's face. It's like that act, that quote unquote action sequence. Mm. But you, do you see it well, from well, no, you see it from uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's point of view, where it's this big, like uh, you know, he sees it, the brick comes at him. It's just like big over the top action thing for like two seconds, right? But then you see it from the other point of view, where it's. From, it's like a wide shot right it's right. like him and throwing a brick at him very, punch, and he punches you. him in the face and it's like yeah. hilarious it's just yeah. like he yeah. just goes down without a fight right I, Yeah, I, I, that was such a because you don't ever see that now right
0: um, the other major thing about this movie that I think sets it apart and kind of raises the bar is I love watching movies where I know the people on screen are smarter than I am and I get such joy in watching how they figure out how to get out of situations mm-hmm. and get it like mm-hmm. there's a certain joy uh, uh, when Her- when Harrison Ford figures out how to oh he's never going to get out of this and mm-hmm. watching how he figures out how to do it there's just joy in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- are, you, are
1: you thinking about the St. Patrick's Day? I'm
0: thinking about the St. Patrick's Day parade the, the I'm thinking about the tunnel where yeah. he goes underneath. Or right? I like
1: the, when he's cleaning the blinds again, yeah, movies give a lot of characters leeway. They go into a mo- like into an office, and no one questions anything. He's just mm-hmm. in there hacking away. He um, had to actually close the door, like right. pretend like he was cleaning the blinds gotta, while he was right. on the computer. Get right.
2: those blinds first, and, and that's <laughs> what I was saying before. Is that this one of the things that this movie is really strong with? Is the details, right? I mean, it's yeah. like they don't forget about. Okay, so why isn't anyone checking on Harrison Ford while he's in this room? Like, okay, because they see the blinds moving. Right. Right. The janitor, he's right. actually clear right? You and, know, like like there's and a scene. Like, they, they, the they, they, he's they on the
1: computer while like one arm, he's like typing <laughs> with the left hand, the other arm is like touching <laughs> right. the blinds.
2: It's great, and they don't forget to show little things like okay, so wouldn't he be hungry if he was running and like he's stealing the food from the old man? That egg sandwich. I mean, every time I used to watch that scene I always wanted an egg salad sandwich every time I
0: watched that scene and then other things uh, uh, that kind of go along with that you know same idea like for instance they don't forget about the other conflict that got away like they still have to the U.S. Marshals still have to go yeah. out and get him yeah. which they end up but doing see, that, that was, great sequence I,
1: why do you think they, they devoted the time to that other guy one, it is,
0: was... one it's suspenseful because you think it's Harrison Ford they're coming uh, yeah, after but... because because they start off the scene saying oh pees. He, he shacked up with some woman the night before where Harrison Ford in the previous scene is shown getting right, get into a, a woman's, woman's car, car yeah um, so I think they do that and I also think it shows that Sam's I want I think it develops Sam Gerard's character it's very very pivotal to de- developing his character because he shows he has compassion for his people, but, but at the but same time, the enemy, but yeah. he will he will do anything to get his mark. So right. it shows that his duality as a character. So I think it it's suspenseful and it builds that character as well. Yeah. That's, I agree. That's, I mean, it's, it's also, also a
2: little bit of a, a. I mean, I'm not sure if this is what they were thinking at the time, but. Silent, the the Sons of the Lambs came out two years prior, and there's a scene that's very similar to that, where you think that uh, what's happening is going to lead up to uh, to Jodie Foster's oh, right, character, right, right, right. Or, 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 or I'm sorry, uh, uh, what's his name, the uh, Jack Crawford? Forget the actor now. He's playing him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, a guy who was in so many movies, and I know your name. But anyways, his, the character's name is Jack He's Crawford. listening right now. He's Jody Foster's very character, us, right? and it's And it's, it's, it's a cross-cutting, and you think it's going to end up on, on Jack Crawford, and it ends up on Jodie Foster. Instead. It's a very similar suspense, uh, kind of cross-cutting kind of scene. So anyway, so maybe they saw that movie and said, "Well, that worked really well,
1: so let's try it for this." And but it, it does pay off as a good character. The, like they spent and they spent the time developing that other guy. Yeah. He has a scene with him where he talked. I thought it was actually going to be like uh, uh, pivotal to the plot, and he wasn't. I'm like, oh, all right. I mean, it didn't bother me that much. Oh, I just when, he, was, when he
2: pulls him up from the train wreckage and it's just like yeah, a nice yeah, little, and they're little talking moment between a little bit. Yeah.
1: Even when they first introduced the guy, how he yells mm-hmm. and like you know, mm-hmm. just, yeah. if, just I, I didn't mind it. i was just curious. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They could have done that different ways, and they they hadn't. Yeah.
0: And uh, the other thing, other reason, going back to my original hypothesis, like, would this movie work today? I, I don't oh, yeah. think the I don't think the movie feels dated, but it also wouldn't be as interesting if you have today's technology. It very much right. works as a great '90s period. Piece. Enemy of the
2: State was kind of a, like a, a little bit of an update, I would say, of this movie. Yeah, it's in it's the a conversation. good point. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, and um, uh, that's what it would even today. That's what it would be like 15 years later. I think that's was like '98 or '99. That was '98, I believe.
0: Yeah. Um, but. I mean, wouldn't he—I mean—the Will he,
2: Smith movie is what we're talking about, where he's on the run and you
1: know John
2: Voight is chasing Gene him Hackman's with a lot of Gene Ackman's in it. Yeah, um,
1: but I think both of them—I think John Voight and Gene Hackman yes. were both considered for the role of uh, Totally Jones's character.
2: Yes, Gerard. Yeah, Which is interesting. but it's hard to imagine anyone else for me. It's hard. I know. I can, you yeah, know, I can maybe imagine someone else in the in the lead role, but I, it's hard for me to imagine. Uh,
1: uh, yeah.
0: But, I mean, in this movie nowadays, he just goes on the Internet to find all the one-armed men that are convicted <laughs> right. of felonies. Right. Of that his kind his phone. Of stuff. He gets his phone, like, yeah. He, he finds an iPhone and is able to do that. So, it's, there's something about the him having to go places and do yeah. research mm-hmm. that's just cool. Yeah. I mean, in movies nowadays, I mean, I love in old 80s and 90s movies when they have to go to libraries and look mm-hmm. at microfilm and like yeah. really like yeah. research the topics. They've got books mm-hmm. like covering them and that kind of thing. He, yeah. he had to read about... Um, Get all those medical about the medical terms he medical had to get about the, the medical the terms for the prosthetics. Yeah. So I thought right. all that kind of stuff is just really fun and interesting. Um, yeah, quick agree. question: um, Has anyone seen the unofficial sequel to The Fugitive?
2: U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals. No, I have. I've oh. seen bits and pieces of it. It's so Wesley Snipes. Wesley I think Snipes Snipes is the, plays is the, the
0: uh, plays the wrongfully convicted man. Right. I um, <laughs> and I believe I believe Tommy Lee Jones plays the exact same character. I think that he was the original
2: the, title for the fugitive, wasn't it? The, wrongly, the wrongfully convicted man. The wrongly convicted. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, if you really can't get enough of Sam Gerard's character, you can watch U.S. Marshals, which is far mm-hmm. worse of a movie, but it's still fun because he's still playing. there's probably tons day.
1: of fanfic online if you need right. more after that. So. A, a
0: lot of, you know, porn. So I guess. Some porn
1: porn. <laughs> oh, right. oh yeah. Yeah. boy.
2: No, 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 no. I haven't seen that one, and I, I, I can understand why they did it because... I mean, the it, characters is so much fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to blame how for making it, that movie. But uh, how well did it do? I imagine not very well. Straight I to DVD. S- I, I saw th-
0: it in theaters. I know that was this Whoa. pre or post
2: Blade. I can't remember. Let's find out. Too bad we have this the internet. This is where Wesley Snipes <laughs> got his start. Was this before days. he was convicted of tax evasion? It was in
0: 1998. Um, okay, I don't so know if that's, that's, that's before
2: Blade. It's like the same year, I think, is because Blade. Like, Blade kind of made. Well, I mean, Wesley—he was already a star, but I think Blade kind of made him like a really big star, and then he kind of fizzled out really right after that. He started not paying taxes. He Started not paying taxes. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> now he's in The Expendables Three, along a, with Harrison Ford. We should mention that's an well, amazing story. I
0: mean, I don't mind to get too much of attention about him not paying taxes. Like, if you like read the story, he just decided one day he's like, you know what? I'm done. I don't think I want to pay taxes. I'm
1: going to try it. see what happens.
0: He believed it was like legally... He believed that it was unconstitutional to have to pay taxes. <laughs> and he just decided this. And he was like, well, that's the end of that.
1: Wesley Snipes, what this are we going to do? This is
0: never going to come back in one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's an interesting... I mean, I kind of almost want to rewatch the sequel now because I enjoyed The Fugitive so much, but I know I'm going to be nah, inevitably disappointed. Don't want
2: to tarnish the 1st bother. I mean, one thing, other thing I want to mention about this movie is that it does have a really nice, strong sense of place, like I, you know, yeah, Trip Chicago. Was, yeah. Chicago, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they, there's a lot of great overhead shots that that show the kind of what looks like a labyrinth. You're like, it, it really kind of, you know, those shots I think really enhance the mood, feel like the story. A love letters to
1: Chicago, yeah. even like the the, the the dye in the river green,
2: and like, yeah, 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 all that stuff. Which, by the <laughs> way, great quote. Every, everything <laughs> feels very die authentic. green
0: one day, if you know, Why can't they die Blue
2: <laughs> Which I remember watching that movie not understanding I'm like is that my scene is that just color correction that makes I mean they no, don't really they have, do. they really big, have yeah. color correction. My
0: anymore. mom's from Chicago so when we saw this in the theater I remember she was excited because it just felt like you know but they actually shot it in Chicago if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right, a lot of it, yeah. um, Two technical things I want to discuss. One I want to talk about the score by James Newton Howard mm-hmm. who is a very famous actor um, composer mm-hmm. um, you mentioned it felt dated I really like the score of this movie though I feel like it's driving I do too but and it's, it's... it's driving and it's interesting and it's, it's memorable for an action movie where I feel mm-hmm. like action movies don't usually have memorable scores mm-hmm. um, I feel like blockbusters do and so forth but like a chase movie or a police movie
2: right. dated doesn't always mean bad in my opinion but okay. but there are but there are some cues in this movie where it's like a Kind of a boy. This, there's like this. I don't know. There's what was this, that again? The boy. boy wing. There's like these. There's like these weird. There's weird okay. instruments. All right, Dave, for the record, there
0: is no spring sound do <laughs> <gonna, I'm>
2: <laughs> To let this discourage you from viewing this movie, our audience. I'm gonna is, find. <laughs> I'm gonna find this music cue, and and we're gonna yeah. Next
0: we're, week. We're I want to see this next week. <laughs> so when Harrison Ford drops his pants, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> boing, 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 boing.
1: <laughs> a slide choral <laughs> scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: What'd you guys think of, uh, so, so you thought the score, like, that, the, the score that, sticks out in my mind is like the chase music the, the, the kind of the, the just, deep kind just of just the music starting when the bus starts going it's like a to, deep piano sound yeah
0: it's, it's just unconventional it sounds different for an action movie I think mm-hmm. I feel like James Newton Howard was trying something different mm-hmm. um, which I think set the movie apart a little bit
2: the only other movie I, I'm thinking of Ho- Hoosiers which is one of my favorite scores actually oh, he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did Hoosiers
0: yeah well he's also done all of M. Night Shyamalan's movies um, uh, okay. even, depending on their quality but the scores yeah. are all excellent for those films so yeah. I'm mean, like The Village is a terrible movie the score for that movie is amazing not bad the score is really good I'll give you that no.
1: uh, it is a, yeah it is really um,
0: good the other thing I want to talk about is director Andrew Davis who mm-hmm. is a guy who's known for I believe he directed Collateral Damage the crappy Arnold Schwarzenegger movie he directed the movie <laughs> Collateral H- that Damage was post, post-Fugitive post-Fugitive yeah. he directed the movie Holes which I think is actually oh, a pretty, I, I think sure. it's actually a pretty solid kids movie as far as uh, uh, you know young adult movies go. I, I would Shine rate Le that Beauf. up. Mm-hmm. it is Shia LaBeouf's. Shia LaBeouf, uh, Shia LaBeouf.
2: Uh, well, beef. I mean, I think the movie he's most, if you were, if you look him up on Wikipedia, he's the director of The Fugitive and then Under Siege. Under Siege. That's Steven the other Seagal thing. movie that came out the year before, which is also
0: <laughs> starring Tommy Lee Jones. As and the yeah,
2: who, Tommy Lee Jones. And that, that's what Reprising I remember first role. hearing about Tommy Lee Jones. Actually, was when that movie come, came out. I was like, what? Uh, Steven Seagal movies getting half decent reviews? What, what, what is this <laughs> And but they would mention Tommy Lee Jones, and if you go back and watch it now, it's just this over-the-top bad guy performance. It's it's still fun to I watch. I remember there's a
0: crazy knife fight in the movie with Tommy yes. Lee Jones, like the yes. end fight sequence is him and Seagal just yes. knife fighting. I'm you gonna, gonna say action? somebody
2: gets a knife in the head. I'm not gonna spoil who. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Huh. But, yeah, there's a nice knife in the head shot. That, uh... But if
0: you look at his other films, he's done very few other movies. He's a guy that like steps out like, but he also steps out of the game like every 10 years and makes a very mediocre movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what does he say like, kind to...
2: of like the director of Field of Dreams
1: which is uh,
0: uh, which the, is
2: uh,
1: Phil Alden uh, Phil Elden, Al Robinson yeah
0: right yeah. Like that, yeah.
1: He's, he's the, the, the anti-Terrence Malick. Malick he shows up every 10 years makes an awesome movie and yeah. disappears <laughs> yeah. this way it's like shows up and is like eh,
2: but, well you gotta think these. I mean, I'm always curious about these directors that do just kind of just disappear and you're like wonder what what, what happened do they do yeah, yeah, like, I, but I'm like, just
0: looking at his filmography how does he decide projects he went from for money for, what do they he went from collateral damage in Arnold Schwarzenegger over the top action movie to Holes a young adult movie I think the
1: phone rings and he's like I'll take it he doesn't even yeah. listen to what's on the other mm. side followed mm.
0: by The Guardian which is a Kevin Costner movie about um, Coast Guards that nobody saw huh. so
1: actually <laughs> I, I, I saw that movie, movie. surprise <laughs> I saw this movie The Guardian movie. who else what it is. it's not great I, it was not I fantastic just
0: don't know what that says when we talk about every classic movie that you have not seen <laughs> but I mentioned it was on TV Kevin Costner movie I think it was mm-hmm. oh. involved I
1: think we were like making fun of it so mm. uh, yeah
0: well, Costner's easy to make fun of. I love me some Costner, though. So, yeah, I like Costner too. But is this an interesting? Uh, I mean, is this movie great because Andrew Davis directed it? Obviously Probably not. not. No. But he had to be competent enough to put this movie together because there's mm-hmm. great performances and it's mm-hmm. well constructed. But right? again, I mean,
1: you look at the actors involved. Did he really need to milk performances out? Like, I feel like they kind of just did it in one shot. So anyway. what's the, what? So no, I think mo- I think he did a good. I
2: think he did a good job. I mean, I think it's it's still a, 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 directing is ob- obviously you you know from directing shorts, but. It's a very difficult job to wrangle all these things together. Absolutely,
1: but I think I think it it depends heavily on your cast. I think a good director. If you get paired up with a terrible actor, you Mm -hmm. can't. There's not much you can do. No, you for know? sure. But There's not a lot
2: of personality in, in the direction, I would say, in the way that, like, uh, say, Edgar Wright or... Uh, no, but know, I would say that
0: the action sequences are incredibly well-constructed. Like, right. But
1: again, like, is that, right. is that the editing? Solid. Is that just like the, solid you know, is it he cinematographer? Still, he's you still know?
0: coming up with the shot choices. Yeah. Like, There's a sequence at the very end, when um, the very end-end sequence, when he's like chasing him through the laundry, and he's got this shot where he's... Um, or even the shot where he's going through the tunnel where it's like kind of a low angle but he's tracking and he's following and walking through and, it. That's, and, and,
1: but that, again, see the thing, my problem with directors, this is, oh boy, I'm gonna get in trouble for this one. Here we go. But I feel oh like a boy. director, you could, you oh could potentially God. have a, a cast and crew who are phenomenal and you can suck at your job and the movie will still come out great. I think mm-hmm. editing, he, he's, you know, I, I feel like if you got a great cinematographer, a great editor, a great I mean, yeah, he's gotta be in charge of it but I, I don't, you know what I mean? I feel like that. Mm, yeah, a I don't know. know. I, mean, no. 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 But I think yeah. that the
0: director still has to be the guy. Like I still think I think you need all those people to be talented in order to make a good movie.
1: But I feel like it, it could be something as simple as like, hey, what do you think of this? That's uh, like, yeah, sure, it, I like <laughs> it. That's like a lot of tasty
2: ingredients, but no recipe to put them together. You know?
1: Yeah, like you it. need
0: the guy that's willing to put it in the oven and bake it. But right.
1: but I'm saying you can look at it and say something oh, looks. that for your good. analogy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. There you go. <laughs> but you can you can look at something and say yeah, it looks good versus actually being active. You have yes. other people who are doing their jobs, who are going to make right. those, those judgment calls. You can just yes or no them, you know? Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't true. know. That's true. Sorry, <laughs> directors. I'm so sorry. You, you no, all, the, matter. You there, all there, matter. There are much. movies
2: that definitely feel, like, stronger from a director's uh, standpoint. There are movies that feel stronger from uh, an actor's standpoint. I would say this movie stands out more for the, kind of just the character building and the acting. The, the, direct, the director kind of just gets out of the way in this movie, right? He right. He doesn't leave a, a huge stamp in the way that, um, um, kind of missing... Did you guys see the raid? The, the movie, the raid, and the raid. I did see. The raid. I
0: haven't seen the raid two. I've seen raid. the raid one, which right. is just a pure action
2: or, movie, or or John Woo movie from like when he was in his kind of prime in the in the uh, early mid nineties. Um, he had a very specific stamp that he put on his movies, right? So, without the, the performances, weren't always that like great in his movies. I mean, John Claude Van Damme was a, you know, the star of one of them, but that movie is actually not the hard target. I don't know if you've seen it. It's not.
1: Dude, are you not a John Claude Van Damme? John Claude Van Damme. I, well,
0: hey, uh, <laughs> I will stand by Bloodsport to the end of. This. Okay, well, <laughs> we're
2: talking about John Woo though. John Woo had a. Very, I remember that movie because of John Woo, not because of John Claude Van Damme. Um. And, yeah, I mean, so this one doesn't have, like, a very strong directorial stamp, but uh, it's it doesn't have to. It doesn't, it's not the kind of movie that needs it. Yeah,
0: yeah so um, final, th- final thoughts on The Fugitive. Is there anything else you, we didn't cover that you guys wanted to talk about real quickly?
2: I hope they don't turn it into a TV series. I, I, I feel like uh, they're turning a lot of these older, like Fargo, for instance, which actually looks like a good series, but... What does it could even be about? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Fargo. I know what?
0: nothing about it other than that they're making a TV series.
2: You know nothing about Fargo?
0: No, no, the movie I've seen a million times. Oh, I'm talking God. about the uh,
2: uh, the TV series. I don't know. It looks like they've taken the the time and place and just uh, not not the, the the plot, but just the, the idea. Setting. Is Marge yeah.
0: is Marge Gunderson in the movie? Uh, in, the in, show. in the
2: show? I don't, sorry, I don't know. But my point is, is that you know this is the kind of. I don't know I'm saying that maybe it would make a good series now like a good AMC series or an FX series or something AMC
1: if as far as I'm concerned can do whatever they want they're going to make good stuff right. so uh, right I think well, they would,
2: I think this is the kind of movie that updated would be better served as a TV series again yeah. as opposed to trying to make it a movie again in
1: my opinion I agree
0: oh I definitely don't remake
2: this don't, don't
1: just leave it alone because yeah. I don't
0: think there's a single yeah. actor that I can think of to play the Harrison Ford role I right. can't think of anybody to play that part right now maybe right. I mean can you think of anybody Joey
1: Pants <laughs> Joe you know who they would you know you
0: know who they this is who they would cast. They would cast Sam Worthington. The most uh, bland, boring uh, man in the history of acting. That's yeah. who they would cast. <laughs> He's half a robot. Did you know
1: that?
0: Well, that makes sense because he yeah. acts like one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, final. Th- I think uh, I guess that's our final thoughts on the, boss the fugitive. One. But we all we all really liked it, which I guess yeah. makes for a boring discussion. But, it's a, yeah. but this is an excellent movie, and if you haven't seen the fugitive, watch it now. And if you have seen it, you should rewatch watch it again it with mm-hmm. a group of friends and just enjoy how awesome like action movies once were. Take
1: was. a shot every time something yes. awesome happens. And yeah. still
2: be, a hammer. and still are, but just appreciate. That action movies can be made without like uh, you didn't a lot them. of the modern uh, yeah. tropes that we're used to. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I just think it's an excellent product of its time and an excellent example of the genre. So closing out this podcast, um, I think we are... What are we doing for our next episode? Remind me, guys.
1: Harold uh, and Maude or
2: something? Harold and Maude? No, or we were talking about Field of Dreams. Oh, Field of Dreams, Because yes. it's April, it's spring, Field yeah. of we're,
0: Dreams, we're, baseball. Yeah, we're, we're going to do the Herald start Costner, of baseball right? season. Costner. Costner. We're <laughs> going to do Field of Dreams, which, of course... Mike has never seen.
1: <laughs> I've seen... Actually, you know what? I think I have, I've seen portions of it, again, in school. Uh, in school? And school. I've heard you quote it a thousand times what at work. I've...
0: Bad public education system. Did I'm you going have. to predict
1: this is not the kind of movie that's going to be you're going to love personally,
2: but you know, it, I, I think I I nostalgia think plays a part with this. Wait, one you don't like field? I, the, well, I don't No, I that. love the old, I'm uh, sorry. We're not going to get too careful. Much into, sorry, yeah, we're <laughs> spoilers, spoilers for next episode. Yes.
0: Um, so we probably do field of dreams. Um, but if there is a movie you would like us to discuss on the show, contact us at contact at reviewedpodcast.com. Please, please contact us. Or post on the website or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash reviewedpodcast, www.reviewedpodcast.com. Or
1: find us on Stitcher.
0: We're on Stitcher, yeah. All those, all these, so many ways. To please contact us. <laughs> Actually, I've got. I'm very busy. Don't contact. Don't contact me. us, please. I can't. I we're just even. so busy. Um, but uh, gentlemen, where can they find you on the web if they were so inclined, Mike?
1: MikeMirandy.com, surprisingly, and at MikeMirandy on Twitter, strangely enough. Dave. Uh, On Twitter, Dave Glanz, D A V
2: E G L A N Z. That's a hard name to spell. And Dave Dave Glanz. Dave Gloss. Dave
1: Gloss. Dave
2: Gloss. 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 Shine. Take your pick. And DaveGlanzProductions.com.
0: And uh, you can find my uh, writing at shortoftheweek.com, where I'm an editor, and my uh, website is lucky9studios.com. I guess that is all for us. Um, Until next time, you find that man. All right.